welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. I'm Isaac. And this is episode 78, airing Monday, June 13th, 2022, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thank you for joining us. Oh, we're not to count that. <laughs> it's not like counting it's just uh, it's it's like muscle memory type of thing yeah mnemonic mnemonic device kind of thing but today buds we are going to be talking about miscellaneous collections that we have accrued over the years we're not talking about video game collections for the most part because we talked about that last episode go check it out if you haven't already but it's going to be a fantastic day today i think oh yes and not only are we talking about the collections we've erected but we are also talking about collections others have erected and some of the biggest collections in the world of some pretty weird shit Hell yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. 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 Now, that said, though, as we always start uh, the beginning of the episode with, you know, the typical thing that we do. <laughs> I have a bong packed right here, ready to go. I have a doobie rolled right here and ready to go. And uh, Isaac, are you burning this week or are you drinking? What are you doing? Act like I drink alcohol. No, I mean, like, drinking? I mean, like, pop. Very <laughs> Palmer, you mean? More Harry Palmer's this week? More Harry, Harry Styles Palmer's. <laughs> Harry Styles Palmer's. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Dig it, dig it. Well, if in that case, uh, buds at home, please join us as we do what these things are meant to do. If you have your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, or if you have any edibles, you can take them now, take them before, take them later. Eat them all. does not matter. It is time to blaze it. Choke, choke, choke. Coke, coke. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Curtis, what are you burning for the beds this week at home? Uh, this week I am burning on some new stuff that I just got called White Truffle. A uh, little prepackaged nice. eighth. Uh, let's see. Michigander Fire is the company. Nice. Uh, prepackaged. Yeah. White truffle. I'll show you buzz right there. Got a little fancy smoking some stuff. Pretty cool. Fancy. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 18.43% THC. Uh, looks fucking fantastic. Super dark nugs with a lot of crystal on it. A uh, little bit of a dark purple on it as well. Uh, Shank, what are you burning? Nice. Uh, this week I'm going to be burning some crystal kush for the buds at home. It's going to be some tasty, tasty stuff. Um, it is a hybrid. Uh, it sits at around 23.6% THC and 0.1% CBD. Um, it is an absolutely fantastic strain. Nice kind of golden golden greens, you know what I mean? Like it's got that golden hue to it because of the crystal that's on the outside of it. But um, a nice kind of light chartreuse to um, like lime-ish kind of mix throughout the nug. Very beautiful strain. Tastes great. Smells great. Absolutely enjoyable. Love it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, hopefully you enjoyed our little bit of a strain review there. Usually we go into a little bit longer one, and that's an exclusive video that goes up on our YouTube page. But we will be getting back to those very soon. Right now, we still are working out a little bit of kinks and stuff like that. But yep. in the meantime, go back to our YouTube page. Check out all of our other strain reviews that we got on there, as well as some other exclusive content on our YouTube page, such as video game plays. Some of our live streams are up there and everything like that. Plus, you got the new version of our podcast. With our faces, beautiful faces. Um, but yeah, with all of that, be sure to check out our YouTube page, Good Buds TV, and we got plenty of stuff over there for you. 
Absolutely, 100%. And while you're already on your internet browser, please feel free to pop over to our Instagram as well as our other socials. We can be reached at GoodBudsCurtis, at GoodBudsShank, at GoodBudsIsaac, or at GoodBudsPodcast. If you check out any of those on the social medias, you will be able to find us. And there are links. Twitter, fucking all that shit. All of them. All of them. There are links downstairs for you in the descriptions if you buds want to check that out, as well as our Discord channel that you can pop onto. If you feel like sharing any memes or any other cool content with us that you buds find, or just want to have a general conversation with us, because we love to chat with you buds at home. Absolutely. And on top of all of that, if you want to help support the show a little bit more than you already are, just by listening in, we love you for that, by the way. Uh, true. You can check out our Patreon page, and you can donate there for as low as a dollar. That's where all of our tiers start. And... Again, we got exclusive content, you know, for our Patreons over there. We got the ability to listen in on the show live. We got a whole bunch of other stuff over there. Be sure to check it out. And honestly, if you just want to like, comment, subscribe, or do any of that shit to this podcast for free, we appreciate that too. Totally helps. And uh, Isaac, where else can uh, where else can the buds catch us doing miscellaneous stuff? Uh, only if, no on twitch.tv slash either goodbudscurtis, goodbudsisaac, and goodbuds... Nobody else. No, I'm joking, Shank. It's goodbuds, Shank. Um, That's right. Yes, I'll got Twitch. Again, be sure. Check us out. All that would be fun. It would be great. I have another bong packed. Well, I'm about to pack another bong right here. I'm still burning my joint, but I'm going to do something special for the buds at home that are watching the video. I'm going to take a hit of this vape and a puff of my joint at the same time. You know, oh, I thought you were going to do it. At the same time. There you go. Do it. Inner, inner bong. Joint. Oh, the the jointception that'll happen. That'll happen sooner. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, I gotta do it like this. Yeah, I gotta do. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't want to drop that in the. You don't want to drop that in the bong. Be like that one guy and do it. If a, jo- if a joint, if a joint goes, you'd be a little bit sad. But if a bong goes, or if a pen goes, you're oh, that's okay. totally totally different story. Exactly. Yeah, All right, right so cue up that blaze it too. You want to hit the buds with blaze it? Of course, because I forgot it the first time. As always, that's like <laughs> tradition right now. Um, but let us bu- 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 blaze it. Tok tok shaboat. Tok tok. Fun fact: While they rip their stuff, did you know in elevators when you're going up, one ding goes up and two dings means going down. <laughs> Fun fact of the day from Isaac. That felt good. Uh, another fun fact. You only hear one ding on Tuesdays. Same. Because we're going up. Up, up. On a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. That tasted great. That was magnificent. I love that stuff. So we should just jump straight into it. Now, I'm going to hit. One of us is the most prolific collector, I think, out of all three of us. Curtis, I think you can agree that it's Isaac. What? This man can't stop himself. What do you I would mean? say Isaac is probably one of our, probably the most prolific of us. We all have a little collections here and there, shit like that, yada yada. As Shank had mentioned, we all collect video games here and there. Mm. We talked about it on our last episode, episode yeah. 77, about retro video games. Yeah. Be sure to check it out. It's true. Uh, what we didn't mention is that we have like massive hundreds of games collections on all of our systems. So that's we're not going to talk about that today too detailed, but not the 300 games that we've had for the last, you know, couple of yeah. years and shit like that. We don't need to talk yeah. about that. We're talking no. about the other stuff. So in terms of other physical content or digital content or shit like that, Isaac, you seem to be one of the more prolific uh, of us in terms of uh, collecting. 
turn that light off. Yeah. What? So, so why don't we? So why don't we start on something more fun? Let's. Start, oh, it's something relatable that everybody knows. Also, Funko, Funko Pops. Uh, now, Isaac, you collect Funkos every now and then, right? Yeah. And you have acquired a few here and there every once in a while. Yeah. Se. What's your uh, collection looking like now? Hold on. Just let me do this real quick. Click this. Click that. Yeah. See, you guys are acting like I have a lot, but I only got 73 Funko Pops. <laughs> I was gonna say I have one and it's not even a real Funko, it's like one of those mini Funkos. So I got like 30 of those actually. I got I got like yeah, I got one that's Raven, and honestly, I don't even know where she is. She fell off my shelf. I think Quirk has pushed her. I have three of them, and one of them is Deadpool. Yeah. I have two of them at my house for you, Curtis, by the way. So oh, yeah. Oh, you're blood-born and you're Deadpool. I was about to say, Isaac has so many Funkos that he has two of mine at his house. Yeah, two of Curtis's are there at his house. He let me borrow them. That's true. I did not buy them for him. He let me borrow them. Sure. Actually, he bought one off of me, but... I I actually bought... Well, I bought one of them. The other one together. Yeah. Um, I guess. I haven't really bought anything lately since inflation. Yes. But, uh, but, like, so... What what are your... Oh, yeah. One, two... Curtis is I counting. About, I have about 20 Funko Pops in total. See, that counts as a collection at this point, I think. It's a small yeah. collection. It's, it's a small collection, but it's a collection. And not to mention, out of that collection... Oh, wait. I think if you have okay, more I than... Have, I think I if you have more than one. 10... Like, more than 10 of the same thing, that's probably considered a collection at that point. Okay. So I Safely. Have, so, yeah. I have over 20 Funkos, and out of those over 20, I also have the three minis that I mentioned... I have a Funko Pop Christmas ornament of Deadpool. I have the one that we were just mentioning with Isaac, where it's a giant Deadpool, which yeah. is, you know, very big size. And then I also have a, like, double the size of a normal one, but I have that size for a uh, Big Daddy yeah. from Bioshock. Um, so I think with all that combined, I think I'm at, like, 27 or 28. Nice, nice. Yeah, mo- most of mine are the figures. I do have the Fruity Pebbles plushie I made. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite ones? Like, what do you think? If you had to pick, like, your top, like, five, your what do you think? And or your groupings. And or, favorite. yeah, and, yeah. And right. there's, well, from the have, yeah. There's a set, have, a set can a count as one place. Yeah, a set can count well, as one place. I have a full set because there's only, like, four of them. But the family guy set I have. And nice. Those are... They don't make those anymore. Um, nice. Yeah, comment down but, below if you buds want to have a good buds podcast. Uh, custom Funkos. Comment down below. But if we're talking, I have like the so most. We'll do that on Etsy, I'm sure. In one collection, Dragon Ball. I have a lot of Dragon Ball ones. Nice. And then nice. it would probably be right behind is SpongeBob. And then music, and then I do have miscellaneous ones. Yeah, just some kind of random rando ones and stuff like that. So, like, what the now the thing I love about Funkos is that they've got like variants of like the same one. Like, I know I saw the Miles Morales, I think, one, the Spider Man, like Miles Morales Spider Man. 
and like, like they had like four or five different variations of it. They had like the alley cat version. And yeah, like I got a version. Like I got a few Goku's for like Dragon zombie, Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I love it, man. Like yeah. and it's so Shin cool because Great Eight Goku, and then a bunch of his hair and transformations. And the one thing that I love about this, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later, is it's doing exactly what the Beanie Baby craze did. And yeah. separating popular ones into individual stores. So you would have to go to the Hallmark store for this. You'd have to go to Walmart for this and Myers yeah. for this one. Yeah. Well, they region lock stuff, right? Like it's uh, to create false inflation or not false only, scarcity. Right. But not only region lock, yeah. this is regional and store locked. And so, store locked, yeah. The, so in order for. You can't uh, get the same at CVS as Walmart, you know? Right. Like if there's a Funko Pop drop at a walmart in canada and a walmart or whatever you guys have in canada walmart yeah we have walmart here yeah we okay. got walmart yeah so walmart's everywhere i, I figured <laughs> but we have yeah walmart so if they dropped walmart or funko's at your walmart funko's yeah. at Wal my walmart in detroit michigan and funko's at isaac's walmart in cleveland then yeah every single funko they drop would be completely different yeah because the because not they, only would it be they, based on region but it would also be based on like the store location and everything do, else so yeah they do based off of stores really mostly not region i would per se it's more of a store thing like i think well, gamestop exclusive i think it's Walmart started, exclusive i think it started exclusively as you know obviously store franchise and stuff but i think as it's grown i think they've had to region lock and channel yeah. lock and yeah. store lock because what used to happen i remember with beanie babies what used to happen is uh like using uh like like california would be a good example like you know like los angeles and Sa like san francisco like they would have like it's like or like uh say like fucking yeah like los angeles and san francisco or whatever would have like walmart in that place would have completely different beanie babies than the walmart like in the in the town next to them you know what i mean like not the town to like and not to mention like well they would each get their own complete different sets but then the different regions in there would each get one. yeah like the stores in san francisco specifically yeah. would get one beanie baby yeah. but the ones in oakland county would get another exactly so and, and they and they would do it yeah and they would do it from different stores yeah oh then technically funko do do that yeah and, yeah they do have only one in store you can go to, like an actual Funko store, and it's an LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then so that's what have, I mean is like, no, yeah, they might have that one or two that's super common that goes to every mm. single store. Like I know if they don't got a sticker, they Walmart right in every uh, store. Patriot Bear is a good example. Patriot Bear because literally they made millions and millions of that one, and it was shipped literally to every state in America, and every store carried it because they wanted every American to have that yeah. one beanie baby. Yeah, yeah, Patriot Bear. Like they wanted everyone to have it. It's most common beanie baby. But going back to Funko's also specifically, uh, I have a Wolverine Funko that is zombie marbles. And yeah. every other Walmart I went to, out of the four or five that were in the set, they always had a different one, two, and three, or two, three, four, this or that or whatever. But they always had Wolverine at every single store. Mm. So that was the common denominator yeah. between them. Yeah. And so and they do that on purpose just to make it so that you know people will buy a Funko and they'll be like, well, shit, I can't get this one. Like, so for example, like I might not, there might be one that I would need to travel to like another province to get, I would need to like go to new Brunswick or to get Michigan. it or to Michigan or somewhere else. So what I would do is I would buy it off the internet from somebody who already bought it and they would upsell it raising its value. 
So like it's it that's what makes it a great or, collectible com- or commodity. Or buy it online from that. Or store. yeah, buy it online. Yeah. <laughs> or that's also what adds community and shit like that. You got a group of Funko Pop traders and shit like that. Hey, I got this one that's region locked over here. I bought two of them. Hey, I yeah. bought two of these region locked ones. Let's trade these ones because yeah, we'll trade them out for the yeah. same price. Yep. So just pay for the shipping. Half that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So and it's and it's awesome. Like and so Which that's kind of it's couple communities like that. But yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. Probably. Yeah, but it's, it's a smart it, Facebook. And it's yeah, it, it's a smart it's a smart marketing. But it's honestly it's a smart marketing strategy when it comes to like you know like selling a physical item. Like if you have variants of a physical item that are collectible, it makes total sense to make it so that you physically cannot get your hands on it in certain areas. So that people in those areas are more willing to basically spend money on either a third party or online ordering to get the product they want, right? And, and it's also like adds makes to sense. the online sales and shit like that when they do exclusive drops straight from their uh, website, like the Golden, what was it, uh, Tupac and Biggie? They did yeah. versions of those ones that were exclusive drops. Yeah, I think I have. I have the the bigger Biggie that was um a Funko Shop exclusive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's what I mean. So it's really cool. It kind of make like makes that so that collecting those items is less of a. It's less about like. It's less of a less of a like um like I I want to have more of the same, or like or like you know more of the same thing that does different things. Then it's like I don't know. It's hard to hard to explain, but it's a it's a variety. It's one of those things like Pokemon where you can you can catch them all. You just need to fucking put in some work and pay some extra money every now and then. And even if you can't catch them all, you can still catch more than anybody else. You can still try your best to catch as you can. You can still enjoy. And it's also about enjoying the things that you do collect, obviously. Oh, absolutely. If you're going to find something like, obviously, if you find stuff that surrounds personality of you, then it works. For example... Even yeah, I was gonna. Stuff. I was just about to ask, like, what kind of collections do you? Because we know Isaac got the fun, got those Funkos. What do well, you got for like that? Say the few Funkos that I do have are all ones that you know I like the show. I like the fucking. Yeah, mine are all like shit. I like. It's yeah. Nothing like. Oh, yeah, you I tailor see it this. to your taste. I don't have this. Right. Yeah. And then just get a Care Bear because it was a rare exclusive drop, and you're gonna read yeah. it no. later down yeah. the line. You got it because you were like, "Fuck, I love that Care Bear." Like you know, like that. Uh, no, yeah, like, we're not shitting on the hardcore exclusive collectors who will just collect anything and everything that has anything. To anything do to do with it. Yeah. I only do it based off stuff I like, unless it's in my PlayStation collection. Uh, yeah, something I don't have. But you yeah. do. Do you ever intend to build an entire wall of Funko Pops in their boxes? If it's based off shit, if I get enough to, from shit I like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And finally, for the buds at home, our last little bit on Funko Pops. Let us know down in the description, comments, on our Discord, or anywhere you can, whether or not you put your Funkos inside, keep your Funkos in the box, or take them out. I do both. I do as well, but let us know. Are you a hard stance? Are you a hard stance in the boxer? Think, or, or like, you know, hard well, stance actually, out of the boxer? Or one of the third the third options where you just don't give a fuck? No, the third option. Or a third option where you don't give a fuck, or the fourth fourth option where it's like Fort Knox, you encrate encase all that shit in acrylic. Oh yeah, put it behind like a glass box or some shit like I was, that. I, yeah, I, like I was gonna. I'm, I'm on only gonna set the ones that are yeah my most expensive ones. Yeah, one of those hermetic seal like. Hermetic I was gonna do that to the Funko. Kruger if I got it signed. Graded. Yeah, they all get graded, and then you hermetically seal the box and everything so that it never yellows from like That's, age or anything. Right. It, 
taking offense because I was going to do that when I got if I was going to get Robert England to sign mine. Well, that would be that would be you enshrining the signature. That would be you enshrining the signature, not you enshrining the Funko. Like that's that's totally different. Like enshrining is something that's been signed by someone, so the signature never fades. That's totally different. That's totally a hundred percent. I would be like obviously protect that, but like just every Funko you buy, that's a little much to me, in my opinion. But let us know, like Curtis said down below. Like you know, if you think I don't, I don't care. But unless it's expensive, yeah, exactly. I got one behind me. I just because that's how I look to see how many I have because the Funko app you can literally put all the ones you have in a collection and I'll tell you how much your collection's worth Ooh. based off of like how much they recently sold for and yeah I, I just checked and I have one that sells for like almost a hundred bucks so Jeez. Bucks. yeah that's gonna stay bought that yeah, one on go. sale because GameStop was trying to get rid of it yeah it's gonna stay in the box for sure mm-hmm. that's gonna stay in the box for sure so Curtis now now. We've covered one of Isaac's collections pretty extensively, which is awesome. Funko's great. If you collect those, comment down below, let us know. But what kind of collections, if there, if any, like that you can think of that are, are something that you take pride in? Because I know you've, we all know you've got a prolific cannabis collection that you take a little bit of nuggy nugs and put them together. But I mean, like what, what other kind of stuff do you have that you may have collected over the years that you're proud of? I have two collections that I am particularly proud of. So again, on, I've, collected random little bits and bobs and shits through the years fucking uh just like uh you know when i was really young i was collecting pencils in school just because i found some really cool ones and they would always give them out as little gifts and stuff so i'm like these are cool like like those pencil like the like those pencils that say cool kids don't do drugs and then it says kids do drugs and then stuff said, like that do um, drugs and then i had <laughs> then i had a second <laughs> I had a second grade teacher who actually got us custom pencils, so I had three pencils with my name engraved on it. So I'm like, okay, that's Sick. cool. That's fancy as fuck. And then I would always go to the dentist, and they would give you fucking, like, three or four pencils. Like, here you go. You were such a good kid. I'm like, fuck it. I got pencils now. Yeah. All right, cool. Add them to fuck the collection. Um, and then three at some point, I decided to get into art, and then I used every single pencil. <laughs> they were gone. Um, gone. That's why you were collecting them the whole time. You didn't even know it. Just so I could use them. Just so you could use them someday. Um, other than that, uh, I won't consider collections of any of the things that I've hyper fixated on over the years and just became, you know, a really massive hobby for a long time. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to give up on this. I'm yeah. Not any of those as collections. <laughs> although yeah. That would be the best way for me to mentally deal with them. Decompress <laughs> <laughs> some things. Exactly. But no, in all fairness, um, the main two collections that I do still have to this day and age that I would say are ongoing is my swords slash knives slash sharp and pointy objects. Yeah. And then hats. Stabbing implements. Stabbing implements and hats. Hmm. Um, two interesting collections. Exactly. My stabbing implements have... Uh, varying degree from for the record he does own defense. both he, for defense. the record he does own both a fedora and a katana but he is not that kind of guy i just do not wear them the... at the same time the power <laughs> yeah. I'm not and to. and his beard is not along his neck so it's okay he's got the chin the chin, the chin. See, it's just no neck like right no there. neck <laughs> it's a goatier and he has only ever said milady to isaac during lovemaking and it was I my girlfriend Fucking uh Before, was ironically. <laughs> so it's okay. 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 But sorry, he's got swords, stabby implements, and hats. So 
my swords have been a ongoing collection since I mean small pocket knives and stuff like that when I was in Boy Scouts but my parents never really bought me any sharp knives or anything like that till I was about 16. That's when they're like, okay, we'll let you, you know, we'll go with you. To we can trust them. you with bladed implements. Exactly. Bad mistake on their end. But <coughs> it, it yeah, bad idea. <coughs> so no take back tees. Around this time, I also had some friends who were 18 years old. So they started going out buying weapons and they're like, hey, we'll resell it to you for 35 bucks. Shit like that. So I started gathering swords and knives and little <coughs> implements and shit like that. Uh, went to a pawn store, or pawn store and they had a whole bunch of knives there that were like 10 to 20 bucks each. And I just fucking bought them out and they were all fucking cool. And now I have them behind my cowboy hat and my really awesome jacket from our old sponsors. Fuck them. But they're cool. Um, but yeah, <coughs> there's a whole bunch of swords and shit and knives and stuff like that back there. Um, yeah, it is hanging back there. Yeah, that jacket is still fucking lit. I don't even give a shit. Lumen Spot is badass, even though they never really gave us any money or anything like that. Fucking, they have some cool shit. There. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I have now acquired in my collection, I believe, over, I would like to say 12 knives that I would consider daggers or hunting knives. Yeah. Long fixed blade knives. Um, that you would carry in a sheath, rather. Uh, multiple folding blades and pocket knives and shit like that. A couple butterfly knives. Uh, throwing blades of various sorts and stuff, such as little tiny ones that you just, you know, yeah, uh, cheap throwing stars, really professional throwing stars, as well as professional throwing knives. Including nice. some made by Smith & Wesson, the actual gun company, and a mm. couple made by actual knife makers. Liddy man. Um I know you've got at least a couple kunai. Couple kunai, yes. Um, just, um one of them is uh, firmly attached to the assault weapon. That's right. Oh my god, they can actually see it now. Oh my god, they Buds. can see the assault weapon. Buds! This is the it's assault the, weapon. It's the assault weapon. Which I don't know which side which side am I pointing to? Oh shit. This one? This one? This one? I just realized this I realized to show that. Yeah, no, it's fake. I mean Huh? It's a, it's an airsoft gun. They they literally have air, airsoft channels, like dedicated airsoft. Okay, yes. It didn't so, have the orange tip yeah. on it, but yes, that was an airsoft gun. It is um, an airsoft gun. And not to mention it not to, not to mention the, the the slide was taped with duct tape with a kunai and a salt shaker and a torch. It's fine. Anyway, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Sorry. Um the most dangerous the thing there was the salt because it'll cause high cholesterol. Strip the flesh, salt the wound. Am I right? <laughs> It's true. A couple of kunai knives. I have, um... And then finally, the swords. The actual swords. 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 So, I'll take S-words for a thousand. So I have a couple broken swords, multiple, um... I would call them just straight stainless steel bullshit cheap Chinese blades that just kind wall of... Wall hangers. Cool. It, yeah, they're wall hangers, but... These are the even worse wall hangers that you can't even possibly have battle ready. Like, as soon as you yeah. use them on anything, they snap instantly. Well, yeah, that's a wall hanger. That's like a complete replica wall hanger. You just, it's, it looks good over there, but if you ever had to grab it and swing it at anything, you'd probably hurt yourself. Destroy. <laughs> do, you want, do you want my eight, eight, is it 18th century? 18th century Mexican Revolution Wars sort of that? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not getting it. 
All right. Um, I do have I do have a uh, naval cutlass somewhere, but I don't know where that's at. Prince Probably under his, it, it's under your pillow somewhere. I think. Uh, no, that's the machete. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I a have real a weapon he can use. I have a kukri machete that is made nice. by Cold Steel. Convenient. I have three mall katanas, which I have slightly modified so they do kind of work, but not really. I still wouldn't trust the battle. No. With that, I also have two normal katanas, actual battle-ready physical katanas that cost me lots of money. Like real real katanas that are actually used for katana things. <laughs> katana e katana things. Yeah. Um, I also have a broadsword that I have it. It works on fruit. I don't know if it works on, you know, bone or anything else. Still got to test that one. Butt busters. <laughs> well, yeah. We're going to have a we're going to have, have to have like a myth busters thing where we basically like test like these miscellaneous things to see if they break. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Fucked on the sword. Not yeah. weapons, other stabbies, bladies, other shits. But sharp pointies. The one that I definitely have a lot more of is hats. Um, I have been a fan of these sock hats, beanies, fucking sock caps, stocking caps, whatever it is you want to call them from your area. But I call them beanies, and I have been yeah, wearing beanies. them since I was six or seven. My dad had this one specifically, which I still have somewhere, and it is a almost all black beanie, except for a big skull on the front that kind of just covers the top. And it looked badass, and it was a small hat. It fit me perfectly, and I loved it. So I wore that shit everywhere until yeah. my parents finally, or until my dad's like, I want that hat back. So he gave me a new hat. So I started wearing that hat, and then I wore that hat out. So then I started wearing another one. And another one. And eventually, it kind of became like my security blanket. Rather than carrying around a blanket or a stuffed animal, I just always wore a hat. Yeah. I always kept, I kept my hair clean. I, you know, tried to get it out in the sun and shit like that. But if I didn't have to take my hat off, I didn't didn't want to. No. It's, it's nothing wrong with wearing a hat, man. Some people are like, oh, it'll make you go bald faster. It's like, no, it won't, dude. Not if you're not wearing, like, a hat that's, like, super duper tight. Like, and you got them thick, luscious locks, man. Yeah, you got, and I've not to mention there have been years where I've worn hats consistently, like all the fucking time, and my hair is so thick you couldn't shoot a Sherman tank shell through it. And then it was to the point where through middle school I would wear hats outside of school, and then when I got to high school, I'm like, and I'm in high school, like, what really is the point of, you know, the no hat rule that is, you know, around. So I start wearing hats, and they're like, no. I start wearing hats, and they're like, no. I keep trying to wear hats, and they're like, yeah. you can until school starts. And then they're like, okay, no. So then I wear it into my first hour class, and they're like, after a couple months, all right, fine, as long as you're not disrupting anything or wearing anything. Well, that's what I mean. I don't get the point of the no and hat rule. I start rule. wearing it into my sixth hour class, and the same thing. After a month, he's like, okay, whatever. You're not disrupting anything. Your hair's out of the way. You can play your instrument better because it's banned. Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I start it, wearing it during hats lunch. make sense. Then I start wearing it during lunch, and they're like, hey, why are you doing that? I'm like, to keep the hair out of my face while I eat. Okay. Good enough. Yeah, just slowly but surely, I just started adjusting, you know, where I could and couldn't wear a hat. And yeah, they never really had a no hat rule in my high school, I don't they, think. They, they had that in my high school, and I used to wear hats all the time, too. Like, 
like yeah. the, the ones that had like the it wasn't like the beanie ones it was just the ones with like you can you had the brim in like the front caps yeah yeah people and just wore, wore hats those, if they wanted to wear hats in the summer in the fall in the spring i think they, the they had a problem with those but when i would wear my beanie for the winter time because i would wear a beanie with the fuzzy ball on the top yeah they didn't care for, that. for some but reason, with, the one with the brim, they're just like on my ass all the time. It was <sighs> weird. For some reason, all the baseball, you know, and sports teams who would wear an anchor bit or not, or who would, you know, have a uh, school themed. Yeah. Anybody who had one of those on representing the school colors and the logo and everything. Well, that's fine. How they wore it, but they were allowed to wear it. That's fine. Weird. Yep. Well, but, no, and, and that's what I mean. It's it's I one really of those things where it's gotten one of our schools, you know authentic it's, beanies and just worn that around they had yeah, but for March band that I did those have. kind of rules those those kind of rules are literally just rules of conformity they're like rules to make people have to conform to something and get right. used to basically being told you need to do this thing that's stupid and you can't really argue against it and you like also, it's, it's yeah also that one thing where it's like hey we've had one or two students who do this very disruptive thing with hats or this or that yeah so rather than yeah. singling them out nobody in the school yeah, rather than educating that one kid, we're going to punish everybody like, you know, and it's so and and so it's one of those things where those kind of rules, it's like dress codes. Um, like I remember, I've seen so many articles about kids like not being allowed to wear shorts in their school. So they wear they wear dresses because there's no rule against not wearing dresses. You know, like it doesn't say that guys can't wear dresses. So they're like, fine, we can't wear shorts. We'll wear like, no, just straight up full on froofy fucking sundress, like a nice, beautiful, a nice, okay. beautiful, like sunflowers all over it like day dress that kind of thing man gorgeous but like yeah like it's 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 dumb it's dumb but what but with your hats obviously you fought your school you kept your fucking hat collection oh yeah and <laughs> like yeah, you're not obviously stopping as I went through collection. high school i just started wearing more 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 hats started accruing more and more hats so now um not for the scary thing trying to think of a number that would accidentally See, go well i mean the bud's watching right now i can see one two three four five six different hat styles in your image right now yeah just in my (laughs) image right now i have six different including a rice paddy hat chinese sun hat yeah i have a cowboy hat from oliver tree's concert cowboys don't cry yeah the one you're wearing the one i'm wearing which is a beanie i'm pretty sure there's one up there on top of your stand to the far right (laughs) <laughs> like on the far back side of it like back uh behind you and up like oh, in that direction yep has that a hat yeah that's a that's a in hat fact, i have my three Several most hats. expensive hats i was gonna right say here. these are my three supreme hats oh shit supreme supreme yeah one <laughs> paying more because you i don't know <laughs> fuck it because hey, supreme, hat. supreme hats and I also have this cred. headband in immediate access, which is uh, Soul's headband from fucking Soul Eater. Fuck yeah. I wish I had that nearby. My headband's in the other room. I forgot it. I feel naked. But yeah. Um, beanies alone, I would probably say I have close to, if not over 60. <laughs> Fedoras, I have at least seven or eight of them. I have at least Where, eight any of them. them? Um, random other various... <laughs> hats just for other stuff like i have a sombrero i have this one really tall cat in the hat like style hat for st patrick's day yeah shit's wacky shit's wacky i'm not gonna include masks or any face no masks or yeah masks are just they're they're different different head accessory 
Exactly. So just yeah. that's alone, I would definitely say I have at least over 120. Oh, wow. Holy shit. You can rotate them out and wear like, a, you know, wear a different one almost all year. Not quite, but, you know, get some more. Get 365 hats so you can wear a different hat every single day of one a year. I definitely probably could. That'd be fucking hilarious, dude. I just need to. Because then you can just take just take a picture of your face from the same angle in the same position every day. See, me and, and then girl- stitch all of them together so it's like. See, me and my girlfriend. But hey, dare to lie, that is a background music. Part. Of course. Me and my girlfriend are about to uh, move. Oh, in. my guitar's over there. Her closet <laughs> is going to be fucking, you know, all normal clothing, actual dressers, fucking everything hung up. Mine's just going to be hats. A pile of hats. No. You open it, it'll be like. Hats. Every hat will be hung up on its own individual hanger, upside down, freshly for breeze. Oh, I was gonna like say, it'd be like Zib- a pile of clothes in the corner. I was gonna say, it'd be like Zabumafu. It'd be like Zabumafu, where you like open the fucking door and like there's just like, yeah, a, like wall to wall like hats, and you just you pull one out and they Whoa. all explode on you. Whoa! It's just gonna have a corner closed with it, and just be like, I really need to go do this one day. Yeah, never does. Never does. Yep. Yeah, but no, that's that's cool, man. I think, you know, like, obviously, and, like, you know, like, that's the thing is you've got a, like, firm connection to hats, and, like, you've collected a ton of them. So that's fucking baller. Uh, it's the best uh, reason to have a collection. A couple of ones of special note that I have. Obviously, I have the ones that I'm wearing right now, which are, like, my favorite style, I guess, my everyday hats. I just kind of have, like, four or five of these that I just pick between those colors mainly. Yeah. You switch it out, the style and shit like that every once in a while, but... These ones are usually nice, cool, easy to work in, and shit like that. Yeah, what you're vibing with. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like Curtis without a hat is a menace. Is a menace? It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's kind, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, Curtis without a hat, it's just It's, it's just scary. like, it's just like, uh, you're not you without your hat. Yeah, it's like the, it's like those Snickers commercials where you're turning into Danny DeVito or something. I hope Roseanne. True, Roseanne. <laughs> I hope that's not true because there's three reasons why I take my hat off. Shower, <laughs> sleep, and another reason that starts with us. Yeah. That's so. right. Shitting. <laughs> he takes his hat off when he shits. Damn right. Hat's coming off, but you know it's getting serious. I'm about to be sweating. <laughs> oh, you thought I meant sex? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The hat stays on just like the socks. <laughs> just like the socks. You know it's um, casual sex when you keep your socks on. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I mentioned the Supreme hats as well. Um, I have a fedora that belonged to my grandpa that I just miraculous or randomly found in his closet while we were going through stuff after he passed. So it was unfortunate, but I was also like just getting into my fedora stage because I didn't realize that they were nerdy yet. So I was collecting fedoras, and I'm like, I love this hat. He didn't know about the. He didn't know about the implication. Exactly. So then I, I don't know it. about you, but only cool kids wear fedoras. Here's the thing. I wore True. that fedora to a dance and yes. I did not actually get laid. But yeah, I had a fun know. time for a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. He, it's a, he had a good time. <laughs> for a high schooler. For a high for schooler. A high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> for a high schooler. I would kind of just be like, that was a <laughs> shitty fucking experience. I'm pissed that I paid that cover fee. Yeah, high school. I'm like, all right, this is probably as good as I'm gonna get without getting actually laid. Yeah, um, it's about as good as it's gonna get. So yeah, that was a good. Because even they didn't know how nerdy fedoras were yet. 
so that was good night. That was Bonus. Good aura. Ah. And finally, I have a beanie that actually has built-in speakers into the hat. I'd be wearing be that all day. They can be removed to wash, but yeah, you can have little headphones, or you can flip them inside out and turn your volume all the way up, and it does work at speakers that are coming out of your head. Yeah, I would just use that all day. I'd just every day, all day. The like I'd be sitting, not. I'd be sitting there right now, just like I'd just like rip out the speakers and I'd like rip the speakers out of these headphones and like sw- like smoosh those in there. Oh yeah, just take some I better can, pots. Yeah, I definitely yeah. should fucking change out the wiring and stuff like that because literally it's just like these little square bricks that kind of just sit against you. Oh yeah, you could totally just you could totally just tear the pots out of some headphones like these ones or whatever, and like you know just put those pots in there. Or just put fucking earbuds. Or earbuds, yeah. yeah. Earbuds, earbuds would be fine. Yeah. That'd be fun. But anyway, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. My hats and stuff like that. So, Shank, we've been going this entire time. Um, how about something that you do collect? Fucking obviously not too much into the Funkos. We know about your weeds. You know about the video games and stuff like that. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, well, my most prolific collection, I'd have to say, hands down, without question, is things that make noise. Um, instruments and other miscellaneous noise-making devices um, that may or may not be classified as instruments, but they damn well work fine for them. Um, so uh, overall, I'd say I have seven guitars. Um, I have how many percussion? How many acoustic? Real quick. Um, for my, I have three. Uh, four. Sorry, four electric. One is well, one one's electric acoustic, um, so five. Okay. And uh, so it's four, it's hard to so. <laughs> four electric, one hybrid. Yeah. yeah, and and the other one is just acoustic. Okay. Um, I have an Emperor Les Paul copy, uh, which is probably my favorite guitar, but I don't play it very often because it kind of is only really good for one type of music that I don't really play, which is like it's a rockabilly guitar. So it has a very, very rockabilly style sound to it. It's like, it's cool for that, but not really great for much else. I mean, if I wanted to play like old country, maybe, but um, I have a Fender Stratocaster copy, um, which is just a kind of throw around guitar. It's one of my oldest guitars, though. My parents gave that one to me. Um, And it's nice, but it's not super duper good. Like, it's okay for just like, you know, if I was going to start a pop punk band, I'm golden. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I, I like, I mean, honestly, my, my favorites would ha- though, like just to narrow it down would have to be my black Godang. Cause I have a Godang guitar, which is really, really nice. Um, sounds great. It's good for every style of electronic music, like electric guitar and shit like that. Um, and, uh, my electric acoustic ovation, um, uh, which is my most played guitar. Um, uh, my ovation electric acoustic, uh, my stepdad helped me buy it a long time ago. I was like, 13 or 14 maybe maybe um so a long time ago like almost 20 years ago um and uh i went into the music store and i had saved up money i had worked like uh side jobs mowing lawns and other shit like that and i'd gotten birthday money and everything else i'd saved all my fucking money to get like cash to get money like to buy a guitar like and i was like so stoked so my stepdad drove me to the uh the music store and i had like 400 and something bucks and i was like okay i can get like a decent acoustic right that's all i wanted so i went to the acoustic area and i played like every guitar in that fucking room i had to touch every single fucking guitar in there because i was like you know even if it was like four thousand dollars i was playing it that day 
Um, and like, basically I fell in love with this ovation electric acoustic and I absolutely fucking loved the thing. It was my favorite instrument that I had touched in the room that day, but it was $755. Yeah. Yeah. Touch. Don't touch. Touch. I just get through telling you what I just get through telling you, (laughs) but, uh, okay. It only hurts when you touch it. It's true. It hurts when I touch it. Well, your finger's broken. So stop fucking touching it. Stop touching things. Uh, but yeah, so I fell in love with it though. I'm, but it was like $755 and my 400 something dollars would not cover that. And my stepdad was like, well, I don't know, like, let's bring it to the counter and maybe we can work out a deal with them or something like that. And I was like, okay, like, I don't think so, but you're the adult in this situation and I have no idea what I'm fucking doing. So yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Um, so we brought it up to the counter and stuff like that. And basically, um, like I took out my money and fucking he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to pay for the rest of it. And I was like, fuck. Oh my God. Like what? Like, was, ah, where did the day? Ah. Um, but like, I, yeah, I freaked out obviously. And it was amazing. And I was like, so stoked. And it's like, to this day, my favorite guitar that I play, I play it almost every day when I play guitar at some point, like it's the guitar I play it's literally right over there. But um, basically uh, like, that's just covering my guitars. Like, you know, over the years, like I've collected electric, I've had, I've bought and sold a couple. I've I've had like a flying V that I sold. I've had a couple bass guitars that I've bought and sold whenever I went through a bass guitar phase. Real quick. Anybody who says flying V's are fun and cool and all that stuff. They suck. Suck. They, they suck. They suck. Absolutely. They suck. It sounded like trash. It was uncomfortable to play sitting down during practice. I had to practice with a strap, like standing up, which it's the witch. Standing up is still it's a heavy, it's a fucking heavy guitar. Yeah, so it's awkward and it's heavy and it's body heavy. So like you're always constantly having to fight the body swing, and it's just like I I did not like it at all, the which is cool why I sold about it. About it is the slight fact of oh. the style looking. It cool. looks cool. It looks it's sharp. You're like man, that looks sharp. It looks like you're going fast when you're standing still. That's why people buy that guitar still because it's like it's trash. It's not a great guitar style. If you're gonna get one, if you want a pointy guitar, get a BC Rich Warlock. They're pointy. They don't sound great, but if you throw some EMG pickups into them, they do. And they just, they're not as body heavy, so they don't fucking swing down around on you. Right. And you can play them sitting down. So anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Percussion. But anyway, on to my percussion. Um, I have a drum set that's not set up right now. It's sitting currently there. Over there behind my setup over here. Um, I also have, uh, like, I guess a pair of spoons. You could count that as a percussion instrument. Um, and I do mean actual legitimate spoons, not just kitchen drawer yep. spoons. I mean, like professionally made, like actually like crafted, made for musical spoons. Yep. Um, I have a washboard, which is a percussion instrument, um, like one of the classic washboards. Actually, my, my, I had a glass one, but I was scared to use it. So uh, like because it was dude, it was like it felt wrong, like raking a metal yes. raking. Yeah, it was a glass and it sounded cool, but it felt really, really weird raking a metal fucking thing over it. So I so, yeah, I I was sketched out by it. So I got a metal one, which was really cool. But the metal one that I got was like a modern metal one. So it was like actually really put together very well and you could bend it and everything. It's fucking neat. Um, And that's in the closet in the other room. I haven't touched it in ages because I haven't needed it for anything. Um, When's the last time you needed a washboard instrument, you know, like so. um, Basically, uh, like I also, oh, I have a washboard clip on tie that my stepdad got for me. So it's literally exactly what it sounds like. It's made of metal. It's made of sheet metal. It's a, it's a tie that you clip on and it comes with like two finger picks that you put on your fingers. And it's like just shaped like a, a tie, like a regular business tie. And it's a 
it's a washboard. I'm just twang on my tie. Yeah, so I can just click, tick, tick, click, tick, tick, click, tick, tick, click. So it's neat, and that's cool. Um, I have a Wurlitzer electronic piano, which technically, because it operates on a hammer, like a classical, like it operates like an actual piano, like it, it actually has a hammer inside the machine that hits something. It's, it technically is a percussion instrument. Some people would classify still, it as like an electric, but it, because I would still classify that as keys. Well, keys are, but that's the thing is a piano is a percussion instrument because piano, it uses hammers to hit. I know pianos and keys. And keys are different because, yeah, like but it's it's hard to say, but keys are it, it's separate. But it it does use percussive hammers is all I can say. Is it? But it's a, but mean, it's a Wurlitzer keys, and it's keys are a sub genre of percussion. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Such so, as, so such as the subgenre of drums, the subgenre of cymbals, and the subgenre. Okay. Of so drums. I'll just, so I'll just, I'll just consider those. Okay. So I'll just consider those tied in right now, and I'll just mention them very briefly in passing. I have a a whirly, a, a classic Wurlitzer. Uh, mine is, I think, from nineteen seventy something, seventy eight, I think. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Needs some electronic work on it, but that's okay. Like, I just need to order some expensive tubes that I can't afford yet. Donate to the Patreon of the podcast here so that we can use our actual money for that kind of side project shit. Um, but, uh, um, also I have a Casio keyboard, which is a full scale Casio keyboard, uh, with media puts and stuff like that and that kind of thing, but it's not fantastic. It's also from the mid nineties. So it's kind of, it sounds like a keyboard from the mid nineties. I'll put it that way. A little outdated. Yeah. Like it sounds interesting, but not great. So that aside, um, oh, and one more, I have one more percussion instrument and this is one I can actually show you buds. It's right here. And it's a uh, it's a pan drum. It's from the Himalayas. Specific this one's specifically from the Himalayas, um, and it's right here. Um... Wait, we're playing Minecraft. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, and it sounds awesome. It's a nice little nice little like pan drum. It looks a bit like a UFO. You set it on a table, and it's got a nice little resonance to it. You can just it sounds good. Um, oh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's very, uh, I like to keep that one up on my shelf here, just kind of like nice and somewhat in view. And uh, yeah, it's a great little instrument. That's, uh, that's probably, that's the last percussion instrument, um, I guess, uh, as you'd call it. But uh, I also have a couple wind wind instruments um, as well. Um, I have like five or six recorders lying around because who hasn't gotten a million recorders over the years that are lying around? Um, I also have a full scale harmonica set. So like um, every key, like the full, full key uh, range of uh, uh, harmonica set. Um, I have a, uh, a flute, which I never touch ever, ever. I just don't. Yeah. I have a saxophone. Blows. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, it doesn't actually, but uh, it kind of sucks, <laughs> but uh, cause it doesn't blow, but uh, but I should, you know what? I should blow it more. I'm gonna come on here one day and just flute, just fucking. You don't have get, to tell them. Just, just. <laughs> but um, um, oh, I have a mini saxophone. Okay. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a saxophone that's like a half scale, and it uh, sounds like dog shit, but it's cool. Um, I had a melodica, but it broke. Not because I was angry with it and threw it. Fuck you. Reasons. But it stampede. broke. Um, stampede. It was a stampede of Buffalo, actually. It was a complete stampede of Buffalo. Um, the Buffalo, Royal Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. A, a Royal, Royal Buffalo. Buffalo. A Royal Buffalo stampede. stampede. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened. Um, and it was a very unfortunate turn of events. Um, and uh, But uh, also one of my favorite 
of uh, wind instruments, uh, I think it's probably like the most like my favoriteest of favorite favorite things is uh, my nose flute, um, which is uh, like it's not like a flute like a, what you'd imagine like a but it's uh, this weird almost uh, looks like a manta ray, but you put it over your nose and you blow into it with your nose and by changing the shape of your mouth you make songs. Yeah, which is interesting. It's really fucking weird. It's like the strangest instrument I own, but it's probably one of the favorite ones that I own. So you you like basically just make different vowel shapes with your mouth and it makes the, the note go higher or lower. So it's like, and you like blow through your nose and you can do everything. I might like, I was like annoying the shit out of my other half by doing Darude sandstorm, just like, yeah. And she was, it was very annoying to her, but I absolutely had the best time of my life. So if you ever get a chance to get your hands on a nose flute, it's a novelty instrument. Everyone can play it. And it's super duper 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 funny. I want one of um, those, and I also want a fucking mouth harp. Yes. Sure oh yeah. I, I was I was literally gonna say I have a a jaw, a jaw harp or a juice harp or a juice harp or a mouth harp or whatever juice, you want to class class. No, some people call it straight up juice harp, but uh, but but juice. Nate, it's a, no, it's, it's a thing. It juice, it, but there's glass juice. harmonica is another term for it. But there's a lot of names for it. Um, but it's, others. yeah, there's a, but there's a lot of names for it. And I do have one of those. I got it actually from my grandfather. Um, like he had given it to me when I was a kid and taught me how to use it. And then I forgot for years how to play it. And then I learned how to play it again. Like, cause they're, they look like super simple, but, but like, you know, like if you're not doing it right, you can vibrate your teeth right out of your fucking skull. Um, but, uh, but for weirder, for stranger instruments that I own, um, I'd say I own, uh a djembe drum so like a little djembe kind of drum it's really cool because you can tighten you can tighten and loosen it to make the head of the drum make different notes it's kind of like a bongo but fancier um i own uh, something called a strum stick which is a three string they tonally tuned guitar type instrument where you literally cannot play it wrong you can hand this instrument to an infant toddler and they can smack the strings and it'll sound like they're actually playing music. It's really fucking cool. Like people are like, I can't play music. I'm like, just grab it and strum the strings and put your fingers anywhere, like anywhere, like take this hand and put your fingers literally anywhere and play literally anything with your other hand. And just trust me. And they do it. And every time they're like, Oh my God, Oh, what? Oh my God. And they're like playing Mary had a little lamb before you know it. It's amazing. Like it's like, one of the best instruments of all time because it's literally anyone can play it. If you want to get a kid into playing music, a strumstick is a great place to start. Um, my stepdad has uh, the other variation of it, which is called a Merlin, and I keep trying to convince him to give it to me. Merlin. Yeah, it's called a Merlin, which is a badass name, but it's just like the strumstick where it's atonally tuned, but there are actually four strings. So the top two strings are one, so it's like single string, single string, and then instead of having a single string on the bottom like the strumstick has, it has two strings directly next to each other, like on a 12 string guitar. Right. So you get that extra weird, like twangy sound from it, that like 12 string acoustic noise off of the top, the high string. And so it's like really, really cool sounding. And you play it the exact same as a strum stick. So you can literally, once again, put your fingers anywhere you want to, Any anywhere you want to, anywhere you fucking want to. And it sounds good. Like you can't play it wrong. It's like, and it's like one of those instruments that literally it's uh, like, I love it. I love it. When I feel like making music and I don't feel like putting any effort in, I'll pick up my strum stick and I'll just be like, <laughs> like 
it's amazing so like and and yeah so that's like i mean um, most of my physical instruments like most of the ones that mean the most to me at least uh, i do have a ton of other like miscellaneous like just like tuning fork triangle like you know just stupid shit lying around that i've collected over the years like but uh like the ones that mean the most to me and i mean i've also got my virtual instrument collection for vsts for like my digital audio station and there are hundreds of those so i'm not even going to touch on it let's just say i've got like massive and like serum and a few other of them that like you can if it comes like to they're a, just, if it comes to a computer he can make yeah. any music yeah i can i can make any sound i want with my computers which is amazing which is the best thing in the entire world <laughs> i can like i love my physical instrument collection don't get me wrong i would never ever want to live life without a physical instrument within arm's reach but shank i can definitely agree with that dude did you did you hear okay i gotta tell you, since you pulled that out there's a dude on youtube who made a fucking auto tuner for a fucking slide whistle. What it was is like this wood slide contraption that you put the slide whistle into and it actually like has magnets built into the side of it. So it will actually go to specific keys and you can be like, and like go to a specific key rather than like just estimating where you're supposed to slide to. He actually tuned it and then hooked it up to a fucking computer so that it would like process MIDI sequences through the slide whistle. It's incredible. I'm checking this out. Yeah, this is going to be something that you're going to have to check out later. Yeah, like, but it's, dude, it's amazing. Like, the dude made an auto-tuner for the slide whistle, so he can play whatever, you can play whatever you want through it, tuned perfectly. I can do the same thing. Hold on one second. Um, Oh, are you going to use your voice mod to, uh... (laughs) This is amazing. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was like perfectly auto-tuned. Thanks. That was amazing, dude. Did any of that actually work? I couldn't hear it. No, it actually sounded really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Buds, 10 out of 10. Buds, come on. Just for that alone, give give us a like Follow. and a comment. <laughs> Follow. Share this with somebody. Subscribe. Something. Do something. Do something. Just do that, something. Was, that alone do was amazing. something with your life. Do something. Do it. First. Do it! Don't let your memes be dreams! Just do it! Just do it! My dog is. Who used to be like you? I used to not decide whether my dreams should be dreams and memes should be memes, but now. <laughs> anyway. Don't do it! No, that's amazing. But I mean, so obviously, all three of us have like things that mean a lot to us and we collect and we enjoy and we love. But there are some fucking weirdos in the world who they have things first that things, mean. First things first. Yeah. Let us compare our collections to the number one collections. So everyone That's a good ad, yeah, good call. Google your collections. I'm oh, I already got mine. I already got mine. I already know what's going on with mine, actually. I already know exactly what's going on with mine. So with the instrument collections, I'll touch mine because Curtis is still Googling and Isaac's gonna Google too. So with the instrument collection, the Guinness World Record holder for the biggest personal collection of musical instruments is two thousand instruments and counting. It's uh, Joseph's Treasure Trove has instruments that have long gone silent. The city-based collector has been adding to his own creation, adding his own creations to the mind-boggling collection. So what he's been doing is he's got 2,000 plus regular instruments, but he's been inventing his own and adding them to the collection as well. So like this dude's got me beat by not only having the already amassed collection of instruments from around the world, but he's inventing some that I will never be able to own because he made them. 
So specifically for himself to add to his collection. <laughs> to have in his collection. So really, so yeah. imagine him sitting there and he's just like, hmm, I don't want this carrot for lunch. Wait a minute. Drill, 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 drill. <laughs> 2469. Yeah, carrot ocarina. Cocarina. A cocarina. I've got an ocarina made entirely out of cocaine. It's called a cocarina. <laughs> That'll send you through time. <laughs> do, do not breathe in with your nose. No, it's just like you, you start the song off like. <laughs> so for me, for hats, it is yeah. Roger Bucky Legreed from the USA. He has a Roger of, Bucky Legreed. He has a collection of over 100,336 different hats from all over the world as of uh, March second 2010 he has amassed since 1970 his collection has become so popular that he had bus tours to his home um yeah all oh wow shapes shies beanies cap mainly it looks like sports caps which i think would be the obvious answer if you buy every single sports cap that comes out every season which is yeah a lot for every team individually yeah. by itself. Anyway. Home, home, usually home and away colors for every team. Uh, multiple different colors. varieties throughout the year. Exactly. They'll usually do a camo version, a pink version, a pink camo version. Yep. Fucking 12 different variations of their own. Red, colors. green, blue, yeah, whatever their own colors are. Variation of home and away. Exactly. I remember when I went to visit the... Uh, Ford Field in Detroit for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Mind you, shitty, relatively shitty team based on stats and stuff like that at the time that I went. Uh, this was like the year after they went 16 and 0, or 0 and 16, I mean. Yeah. So, you know, very terrible. Um, went to their merch store and there was still literally like 30 different variations of the jerseys and hats and everything like that. And their colors are just white, blue, <laughs> silver, and blue. But yeah, yeah silver and blue. blue. Silver, <laughs> blue, all silver, all blue, all blue, silver, all silver, blue, all metallic. Yeah. Yeah, you go yeah silver with r- random blue things on them. Blue with random silver things on them. So while I look at weapons, <laughs> uh, and specifically bladed weapons, because I have somebody else to talk to. Isaac, uh, what about Funko Pops? Uh, hasn't really been updated since 2021, but the most I am finding is 7,095. Oh, wow. Damn. That is a lot of fungos. 126 of them are actually signed by people that he's met. He's got more than just Funkos. His apartment is literally covered in toys. Like figures and whatnot. Just anything Funko related, probably. Nah, not even that. He said he's already collecting toy toys for like 20, 25 years. Yeah, but then when oh, Funko sorry, started up, just went for it. Funko started up in the 2013, 2014 era. Yeah, so he probably just was already collecting toys and then Funko started coming out and he thought, oh shit, well, I like all these movies and TV shows and other things like that. I'm going to grab those too. And now he just collects ones that he doesn't have. According to this article, it says that he has stated that he buys 20 to 30 different ones that he does not even have yet. So there's a lot more out there that he does not own. Yeah. 
but yeah. He well, I mean, he almost has. T- he almost ha- he almost has ten thousand. Yeah. Well, he's probably up there now. That was fucking twenty twenty one of May. So it's yeah. So he probably has bought more. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's insane. That's a lot. So considering the fact that every website that sells swords considers themselves a collection, um, it's very hard to find who actually has the largest private collection of swords mm, yeah. and or blades. I'm going to just say it's Doug Markaida. I am going to say it is Jackie Chan. Maybe. Really Doug Markaida makes sense, though, because he's the dude from Forged in Fire who literally seems to be like obsessed with knives. Well, Jason Statham, sense, but you don't remember? Like, it depends. He only probably takes the blade from the losers. Like, hey, you mm. lost taking your sword. Well, no, I th- no, no, because I mean, that's the thing is, like, usually when the losers with the losers, they're like, get the fuck out of here, and they like let them take their shit. But when the person wins, they like keep the blade and hang it up on the wall. Because no, that's like, the studio. Like, that's like true. Said, that's true. But I mean, Doug Markaida is like literally a knife training expert, apparently. No, but Jason Chan also has a lot of money and a lot of places Nick Cage. I'm saying Jason Statham because of the extendables, and he was the first person to win, and not he was the first person to bring a blade to a gunfight and win. That's true. That's true. Jason Statham. He was not the first person. No, he wasn't and, the first dude. Well, that's not the true at all. He proved that's- it. No, because because the I remember uh, it was uh, uh, Todd uh, Todd uh, no uh, Jane, what is it Tom Jane Tom Jane Tom Jane Jane. no Tom Jane in the Punisher but no not Jada Smith Uh, but uh but uh but um but uh, Tom Jane from the Punisher movie um fucking one of the assassins like one of the assassins uh, tried to kill him and fucking pulled a gun out on him and he had like a switchblade knife and the guy's like, you gotta be stupid bringing a knife to a gunfight. And he's like, yeah. And then he, and then he like presses the button and it like shoots the blade out and stabbed him in the neck. So it's like, ah, yeah, suck it. He brought a knife to a gunfight and won. Hey, it's still a knife. It's, it's a, the, the key word there is knife. <laughs> projectile. Projectile, projectile, ga- projectile knife. <laughs> still a knife. <laughs> I don't know if that anyway. counts. So anyway, it's still, it's still a knife. But yeah, no, that's so that's it's hard to hard to hard to nail down. Now, if you buds have a better source and you can find out who has the largest private knife collection, and it's not Nick Cage or Tom Jane or 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 Jason Statham or Jackie Chan, um, just let us know down below. Like, hit us up in the comments and like you know, get, let us know what you you know what you found. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. I think he has the biggest used heroin needle collection. And also meteorites. <laughs> and meteorites. Uh, no, we were just saying celebrities not at this point. I was in Armageddon, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I was in Armageddon, god. I used to sleep with Angelina Jolie. Sure, Grandpa, come back to the facility. <laughs> <All right>. oh. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Todd Howard. So we also have so on top of these collections that obviously massively over trump ours by multiple years and thousands upon thousands of yeah. items an actual dedication <laughs> supreme pure dedication to the collection um there are also people who also live that life of super mm-hmm. extreme collectathon hyper focus hyper focus on getting that dub on collecting shit which True. isn't really a competition on it but yeah. get there's no dub to get but they're getting it they're getting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a, um, yeah. So, Suck it, loser. Uh, so okay. <laughs> we got the third 
uh, other collections that exist. And speaking of a couple who's getting it, uh, this wacky couple who share their home um, with uh, 240 love dolls. Uh, it's six-year-old Bob Gibbons and his wife, Lizzie, uh, who's 55, uh, and they have a collection of 240 different kinds of love dolls that they like drep- or dressing up and taking on shopping trips. For a second, it just glitched out there, and it sounded like you said six-year-old something and his wife. <laughs> and I was like, six? Sixty-year-old. <laughs> 60. 60. No, it just glitched out and it was like six year old and his wife. <laughs> no. 60 year old Bob Gibbons and his wife Lizzie. Oh my goodness. Who is 55. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they say they have always been interested in dolls, but the passion really started to develop when they used to buy rag dolls and other toys for two kids. He then moved on to buying shop mannequins for a few years and amassed a pretty impressive collection. But it wasn't until he found an online forum about silicone dolls that he realized what he really wanted to collect. With the help of his wife, uh, he acquired his first silicone doll, Beverly, in 2007 for around $4,000. I I went to find this article, but I ended up finding a store that sells them. And yeah, they're expensive. (laughs) Yeah, there's got to be something going on with a dude who wants to own as many physical human analogies as he can. Oh, there it is. So it was around $4,000 that they bought that one. But that was only the beginning. The, as the couple continued to buy different kind of love dolls, the cheap love dolls costing 639 at most, to realistic silicone dolls like Jessica, who put a serious dent of $11,202. Jesus Christ! Into the family budget, all in all. Uh, oh my Bob God. And Gibbons estimate that they've spent around $160,000 since they started collecting love dolls. Oh my god. Roughly $160,000. And I am pretty sure that they are lowballing that. Yeah. Low, you're, yeah, you're damn right. He's 60 years old. He's definitely lowballing that. Yes. But I guarantee that number <laughs> is actually more, probably. Um, but yes, also comedy. <laughs> um, uh, so you're probably wondering what someone does with $240 of mannequins, especially when they live nope. in not so spacious bungalow. I wasn't even thinking about it. According to the wacky couple, they love dressing up dolls, washing them, and fixing them up so they look their best. And since they're both very picky about their dolls' appearances, this takes a lot of time. That's so weird, man. So, yeah. It's really uncomfortable, <laughs> this old couple. Like, you, know, they're, you know that at some point they considered kidnapping someone, right? Like, you know. You know that it's... Uh, <laughs> Isaac's dying. Isaac, are you okay? I want you a fucking video about these guys because I finally found something other than a fucking store that sells them. Yeah. I found a uh, YouTube video and guess who co- who uh, covered their addiction or obsession, I mean. Oh, was it them? It's TLC. Oh my god, no and, way. And and they're describing, like, you know, the, the what they do or, like, the dolls and whatnot and they're like, these dolls sometimes can cost up to $4,500 new and they come with so-and-so and so Plus a rose to describe their virginity. Oh my god. What? It's so weird, okay. man. Real quick, if you want any fucking if you want to watch something about sex dolls, I highly suggest watching there is a Whitney Cummings stand-up documentary where she got a sex doll made of herself. Yeah. And the it's fucking hilarious. The whole process that she talks about. But That's yeah, interesting. Sex dolls are gonna rule the world. I fucking love it and cannot wait. Like, and, and honestly, like, that's the thing is I, 
think there's something inherently strange about wanting to own a human analog rather than actually like you know like it's weird there's something weird about that yes in the future it's going to be the popular thing so everyone get used to it so everyone can become normal with it so i can get (laughs) right now i won't but i will when it's popular so let it be popular already damn it god damn it My can't God, you, can't you can't you just ask can't you just ask for like consent like ask your other half to like consensually just lay there and not do anything? Yes, yes, I can do that. Of course I can. That is the obvious answer is yes. No oh means my God. no. Isaac, real men don't rape. Oh shit, must have been Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to say the words with me, so I didn't seem I so masochistic. At first, I got this video playing at well, and I'm just like, "Not ma- uh, fuck." That's not the word I was looking for either. I'm high, shit. Dude, they were just <laughs> I think misogynistic. They look the like that's for. the word I was yeah. looking for. They were care. It's like when they carry these dolls, <sighs> they look like they're killing it. They just they're carrying a dead body away. Oh my god. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Like, it's weird. They just put it's... one in a goddamn car. But hey, you know what? You know what? If old people want to fuck with strange... It, his if, wife if old people want to fuck strange, they've earned it, man. They've they've lived this long. Let old people fuck strange. I don't even care. Fuck I don't even care. Just do whatever you want. If you want to do some weird old fucking, do it. If you want to do some weird young fucking, do it. Just make sure it's consensual. And if, it's made, if your lover's made of silicone, then they always say yes, right? So... They're, di- they're, they're fucking dishwashable. They're dishwasher safe. Like, fucking. <laughs> like... There we go. They have <laughs> removable vaginas. Yeah. So, obviously, that's an interesting, that's an interesting, and, and, and it, albeit strange collection, but like I said, let, let old people fuck strange. But I got, I got an interesting one here that's not sexual, um, or, or old people are weird. Um, <clears throat> it is weird, though. It's the uh, world's biggest back scratcher collection ah yes I've yes the world yeah the world's biggest yeah the world's biggest collection of back scratchers uh so so manfred s rothstein or rothstein i don't know depends on which side of the fence you fall on never has a problem dealing with an itchy back because he owns about 675 back scratchers which is uh what the Guinness Book of World Records apparently says the world record is. Um, he's gotten them from over 71 countries. And uh, the dude, uh, oddly enough, is a dermatologist. So he's a doctor say, who deals with, yeah. Don't they, say, like, don't they usually say the fucking, you know, you're not supposed to scratch your skin. You know, you're supposed to pat it, use lotions, cream, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude's a dermatologist, so his job is to like deal with people's skin, and uh, he's like back scratchers, back scratchers. Oh, this one's just metal spikes. Here you go. This will be useful on you. Yeah. Oh, you got a really itchy back. Uh, here, have this one. It's actually made with an, a real bear's claw. Made with arugula. The arugula. This one's made of pine tar. <laughs> but and like, this one's made of bees. Yeah, yeah. This this one's made entirely of beans, and this one bees. <laughs> Make sure you enunciate properly. You never know which one I'll hand you. Beans, bees. Yeah, but uh, but straight up, dude has like bees. a ridiculous bees. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but fucking yeah, no, seventy-one countries, six hundred and seventy-five back scratchers. That is a ridiculous, ridiculous collection. And yeah, he keeps him safe at his dermatology clinic. So when you go to go to his clinic, you walk in there, 
you get to see all 675 back scratchers just chilling out, Max, relaxing, all cool, ready to scratch up okay. some, okay. some, okay. some skin. I found something <laughs> that reads off a bunch of weird collections. Oh, there you go. All right, so yeah, number 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 one. Unopened Coca-Cola bottles. It's not that bad. Oh. Okay. So just pick like number, an interesting one. Just find, find, find one really stupid. I have a list Pencils. of like 43 over here. Pencils? Pencils. Fuck you. How many? Uh, let's see. Next time you're searching for a pencil to scribble a note, think of Tushar not pronouncing that. Black and never, How many pencils? I've got the same. I got the same site in front of me. Who's never Latin. lost for writing utensils? He owns almost twenty thousand pencils in his collection, including much more than the familiar number two pencil he holds in his possession. A pencil plated twenty-two karat gold. He only only used by Queen Elizabeth II. And another as a more of an eight foot long pencil hopes one day to open one day to open a pencil museum to share his impressive collection to the public yeah i'll share this pencil with the public (laughs) what about you know i don't know why that i mean pencils and unopened coke bottles that's not that's not terrible but banana sticker collection oh shit you're familiar with the stamp stickers collection but yeah. did you like, know there's like a market a for banana? different types? Yes, basically. And the one that and says fucking uh um just the just the sticker that's on the banana of the bundle of bananas. And the buy. one that says Dole Banana? Basically. And the one that says United Fruit Company before they became Dole Banana? I think or I think I think we're on ideas now. And the one that says Fair Trade? <laughs> and the, the one, one that, that says, says all these peanut butter? Or the one that says Kroger? Or Coffee cup lid collection. <laughs> All right. Um, I have another one here, real quick, for anybody who, uh, I I think that it's um Doctor Who. Um, but in 2011. Oh, Whovians. Yes. In 2011, Rob Hull's collection of a whopping official record of 571 Daleks. I think it's safe to Jesus assume Christ. That he has doubled since then. But yes, various sizes, shapes, sizes. It's the little robot with a whole bunch of balls on him. Jiminy Christmas. Danger. Danger, That's Doctor Who. Exterminate. Exterminate. Um, oh, those things. <laughs> yeah, those things. Uh, so it's an extermination robot. I don't know how legit this one is. But, um, woman collects 2,000 used condoms oh my goodness personally where did she just find them the place displays them on her bedroom wall okay i don't know how true this is i'm not sure how this guy is still alive or how he's faring um but apparently there's a guy who has a ball of gum that has already been chewed. So you chew the gum, you put it yeah. into a ball, you form a big ball of it. Yeah. Uh, his ball of gum is specifically six years, 95,200 pieces of gum later, creating a 175 pound gumball. 
Uh, oh. You know what the worst part of it is? What? It's all uh, nicotine gum. Oh. The entire ball is nicotine gum. Oh. He quit smoking. But the good news is he quit smoking. So. Oh. But it took him six years and 95,200 pieces of gum later. Oh, my God, dude. I mean. At least he didn't swallow any of it. Yeah, no. I mean, that's a. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. that's... All right. Well, since we're on since we're on weird and disturbing ones, uh, there's a there there's a basically a um a collection here. Uh, thirty thousand toenail collections. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. Um, yeah. How many love dolls did Bob have? A two hundred something. Okay. It two, yeah, two hundred something at least. Like, so I'm looking at oh. an article right now. Someone in Tokyo. Oh, here's a, here's Tokyo, a good Japan. one. Um, for the last forty years in Eckhart's County, uh, Joanne and Cecil Dixon have collected cocks. God. And, and by that I mean chicken related items. They chickens like chicken fridge magnets, chicken planters, chicken ornaments. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they have they have six thousand five hundred and five cocks in their house. So, here's the thing, guys. Uh, this next one, it's not so much that the thing itself is weird. Um, it's the context. So, David Morgan owns the largest collection of traffic cones with 137 <laughs> unique traffic cones. Okay. Okay. So it's, okay. it's not that weird, right? You know, traffic cones. Okay, it's kind of weird, but it's an obscure thing. So, if you would look, kindly go to, um, fucking the memes page on our Discord... As I go here, opening that right now. Speaking of which, buds down below in the description, there is a link to our Discord channel, so you can check out these memes on our Discord channel. But on top of that, I well, I have it on screen for anybody who's watching on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I wish I could bring that up a little bit closer. But where where do you see it? Uh, memes. I am in memes. Um. I have, oh, duh. So we're looking at the memes page. And while he's posting that, um, Graham Barker has the largest collection of belly button fluff. Um, he, yeah, he started collecting belly button fluff back in 1984, right, and right. he now has 22.1 grams of belly one. button fluff. I got one. I got one. 56-year-old Chen Huizhou has over 50... No, that's five. Has over 5,000 bras. Oh, <laughs> a lot of bras. Thousand bras. Bruh. 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 <laughs> That's bonkers. Do I upload a picture? Do, I, the picture's here. Why can't I? It's, I'm not sending it. Let's see. Do you have to press enter or anything? Or? Oh, this guy has credits beat. Oh, there okay. you go. Oh. I hit him oh. Okay. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Uh. Those are cones. A, where's uh, the rest of that cone, buds? Uh, so for context, for the buds who are only listening to the podcast right now, the man's be surrounded by traffic cones, like completely surrounded by the typical triangular pointed 
traffic cones, some of those different varieties, but he's also sitting on one. And it looks like it's actually double stacked. So it's not just a single one. It's a double stacked one. So there's two on top of each other. And the point would appear to be by where his belly button is right now. Yeah. It, it looks deep up inside him. Yeah, that looks That's pretty uncomfortable. To, uh, sit on. That is the picture that he chose to send for his collection of traffic cones. He, why would you sit on one? I'm not sure, and I think with <laughs> all of that... That guy was yeah. definitely... I, I see the belly button fluff, and oh my god, he was deaf. Oh, I know, so that, dude, that dude, that dude, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna... Hold on one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna just send I'm gonna send a copy of that to memes as well because I think memes okay. deserves. Oh, okay. So this is the article that you were looking at. Before. But I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, we're not gonna talk about that here. In fact, we're gonna have a little bit of time, and I want to be able to get a quick little stream in tonight. These are good buds, Curtis. Be sure to follow him. I also have to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. So there you go. There's a there's a a picture of our man's who our man's with his collection of belly button fluff. And if you want to check out that picture, be sure to check out our Discord. It's Good Buds down there. server or Good Buds podcast server. Links are downstairs below. But again, we thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check us out on all the other social medias, all the other stuff. Yes, buds. But again, showing any other place that they can find stuff. Absolutely, 100%, buds. If you wanted to check us out on all of our other social media links, like I mentioned at the start of the show, you can check the links down below in the description to hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We've got like every account on every different service you can find. There are links down below for you. At GoodBudsCurtis, at GoodBudsIsaac, and at GoodBudsShank are usually the three names that we go with. So if you search them up, chances are you'll find them. And we also have a Discord channel Curtis was just popping off about, which is amazing. Memes, conversation, all kinds of cool shit like that. We would love if you buds would join us there. Absolutely. And one more time before we end the show, I have a bonk pack right here, ready to go. I have a joint ready to relate. And Isaac, do you have some more Harry Palmer still? I do, but I'm not. I need that. I, I, I need bathroom. Okay. okay yeah, he's not. So he's he's going to skip Scott's key to all, but yes, just stay in the Zoom call. Um, just, but leave your microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want, oh, you will take it with me? Yeah, bring it with you. I want to hear right, it. So let's just mute Isaac here. And <laughs> let us real quickly hear Shank. Let us and well, all the buds out and buds at home. Yeah, of course. If you have your bonks packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your baits ready, your rigs ready, your edibles, you can take them out before or later. It doesn't matter. You Eat them all. Point. It is time to blaze it. Toke toke skaboke. Toke skaboke. Oh, tasty, tasty, tasty. All right. Once again, buds, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all of you stopping in this week and being here for the podcast. Remember, like Curtis said, check out our YouTube channel and check out our Twitch because Curtis is going to be live streaming. Isaac's going to be live streaming and I'm going to be live streaming at some point by the time you hear this video Absolutely. or see this video or whatever. So with all that, again, thank you. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that. We will roll one. For the road, and we will see you next week on the Good Buds podcast. Later, buds. Later.